Seattle Sports Station presents the K.J. Wright Show. The ball is intercepted. K.J. Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air. Number 15. Now every Wednesday with Brock and Song. Oh, yeah, I like that. Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. 13 feet in the air. You think you get up to 13 feet? That's like top I, of the back. I, I heard that. I, I heard him say that. You think you could get to 13 feet? Absolutely. My wingspan is crazy. I know. I'm aware. My wingspan is crazy. I'm always worried. I mean, you're sitting way over there. I'm worried you could still get to me from where you are just with by reaching out one arm. All legs, all arms. <laughs> I, I still got 13 feet in me. I still got it. 13 feet. When could you dunk? How old were you and you could dunk? I remember like it was yesterday. I was in the ninth grade. Yeah. And I had my backpack on with some Air Forces. And I was like, KJ, come dunk. I'm like, I can't dunk. I ain't never dunk. But I just went up there, tried it, two-hander. Okay. Two-hander. And just no problem. No problem. <laughs> with my backpack on. So in theory, you could have been dunking well earlier than that. That was just the first no, time I you... I just, I just hit a growth spurt oh, okay. and a strength spurt. Got it. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's, he's dunking. <laughs> Do you have any hoops game? It's the most controversial question whenever I get college players and... We have our little meetings before the game. I love to ask them, KJ, especially if there's two or three guys in the room. Hey, who's who, who's the best hooper? Oh, and immediately, it's just like, you know, fingers clawing, fighting, scratch. Oh, I'm the best. Oh, I'm the best. Oh, I'm the best. You got any hoops game? Brock, they called me the elevator in high school. I was the man on the court. Two-sport athlete, jumping at the gym, dunking, playing defense. I guarded the best player on the opposing team. Okay. I was the man. You're just a defensive guy. I could score too. I don't know. But I could score too. It's like, <laughs> sort of in your. It's in your DNA. Yeah, it's in my to DNA. Like KJ, go get this guy. Do not let him score. Yes, coach. <laughs> and it would not happen. Who were we talking to that was uh, like the all basketball player from Wisconsin? Was it uh, Shelby Harris? I think it was. He was like, Shelby. But, yeah, I think he said he was like the like the he had some record in Wisconsin. I was kind of giving him grief because yeah. I mean Wisconsin basketball is not exactly yeah. known for much. Yeah, yeah. but so. but in my in my era, like. Bobby, Doug, these like we got some ballers that could also play football. So who is the best? Doug is pretty. Doug is is really really good. Really, I got to give it to Doug. Jump shot, jump shot can drive, play defense. Makes sense. All yeah. the same moves that help him get off the line of scrimmage, right? They yeah. were probably fit very well in a basketball. I got to give it to Doug. Who's the worst? <laughs> the worst? <laughs> who's the worst basketball player? Uh, Anybody's just not like you get on a basketball court and you're like, did you ever play this game? I can't do that to my guys, but. <laughs> But but um I can't say his name. I'm not gonna say his name. I want to say it's on the tip of my tongue. But he's my guy. I'm not gonna say it. I'll wow. tell you once we get off the air. Okay. What Come position on, did he play? Come on. He Bobby. plays defensive end. He plays defensive end. Are we gonna have yeah. to think about that? <laughs> it's not Bobby though. My favorite thing in the world is uh, to watch a hockey player try to play basketball. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see. These guys who are so graceful out on the ice, and you get them on a basketball court, and they start like jumping, hopping with two feet. Like it, it is the strangest yeah. darn thing in the world. There All right. Go. Uh, let's talk through what we just saw on uh, on Sunday. Did I hear you were in the press box for that game? I was. How was that? It was quite the experience. <laughs> Not in a cool, exciting it's, way. It's the, stinks, total, the total opposite. It, it's horrible. Yeah. It is a sterile, quiet. Man. It is horrible. As soon as, I, as, soon as I got in, they said, all right, there's no talking, no outbursts. Right. So what do you mean? There's no, there's no cheering. There's like, nope. Sit here, enjoy the game, and stay quiet. Well, because those writers are, you know, they're working, and they're not, they're impartial. I guess I get it. And they had the, the windows closed, oh, yeah. so you couldn't feel the energy. Right. It's a morgue. 
I was like, what is this? Well, the, the you probably don't have to experience the worst part about the press box, which is sitting next to all of the writers who are trying to all competitively watch football and tell you everything they're seeing. Oh, do you see what happened here in the oh, double no. two Y gap X? And you're like, dude, no. I was right next to him. I was right next to Greg Bell, uh, Bob Condotta, um, Ian Furness. Oh, geez. And they're all telling you all that stuff? I was doing most of the telling. Okay, good. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was doing most of the telling. Now, this is what happened on the block punt. Guys, let's, let's, let's get this understood. Okay. So what happened with the defense? Why was it so much better this week? First of all, let's, let's give these guys a round of applause. Okay. Zero, zero touchdowns. It's pretty on, dang. So. I did. It's I, I pretty dude. Not a, not a golf. I just don't clap. have gigantic hands like you do. <laughs> he didn't ask for a golf. Brock, clap. you're the loudest clapper in the world. <laughs> I I am actually. Yes. Yeah, zero touchdowns in the NFL is pretty dang impressive. And for these guys to face Kyler Murray, for these guys to finally figure out the run game, you know, I was just super excited for these guys. This has got a complete confidence boost. You look at Clint Herb, the way he changed up some stuff. I saw Quandre Diggs come out of the post and guard um, Zach Ertz man-to-man. I saw him drop eight guys in coverage and force Kyler to hold the ball and find the guy. I saw him blitz Ryan Neal. Like, he just mixed it up Mm. so well. And so I know these guys have just lost sleep trying to put together a phenomenal game plan. For these guys to come out and stop this run game, that's what stood out the most to me. Created turnovers, phenomenal performance. KJ, you would enjoy sitting in with uh, Coach Carroll on Mondays uh, with Salk and I when we're down there. Because on occasion he will say, I'm just not going to go into details. Okay, okay, this is what we did. But this is why you're here, because you can go into some of those details of what they did to your eye. Was there some new techniques up front? We saw much more aggressive. Yeah, he said they were more aggressive. That was the one thing he said. Any more details you can give schematically with what they did with their front or their front seven that stood out? Yep, absolutely. Anytime you play Kyler Murray, you have got, we call it cut up the front. Cut up the front, and by that I mean you got to run twisting games to not let him escape a lot out of the pocket. And I saw those guys. You saw um, you saw Chenna uh, come from the right all the way to the left to get his first sack of the game. You saw those guys go man to man, but they also had a spy when they went man to man because if you if you don't and he takes off running. He, it's out the gate, and so bringing Ryan Neal in the um in the box, using him how they would Jamal Adams. Not too many people thinking that number twenty six would blitz right up the a gap, come in there and gets a sack. And so I believe that um they really switched it up. They kept Kyler Murray and uh, Cliff Kingsbury on their toes, and they put up a goose egg. Man, that is um that is. Freaking phenomenal. What, what did you think about playing quarterbacks like Kyler Murray or even him in particular, but just guys that can move the way they can? It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, you got a guy, first of all, stopping a quarterback that could throw the ball is already hard. You got a guy that could just dice you up and throw it deep, throw it short. But when things get scary, things get ugly, he can take off and be just just blazing, just just guns blazing. You got to come out of your break from covering the receiver 20 yards down the field. He gets past the D lineman, and he's able to keep drives alive. And you saw Kyler did that. I believe he had 100 yards. Yeah. And so they did some designs runs for him, and a guy like him is going to get his. Like, you can't just shut him down, but you can slow him down. And so um, it's always hard just playing, um, you know, the Kyler Murrays. Lamar Jackson is just a beast. Uh, the Jalen Hurts you see. And so it's tough. You know, it's interesting about Kyler, and we've watched him a lot in this division. The Seahawks have competed against him. You competed against him. He's one, KJ, that I would say 
wears his body language on his sleeve just about more than any other quarterback. Like when you are cutting that front and you're harassing him and he's hop, one hopping balls and he's sailing balls, he will go over there, he will pout on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He will just at times be what I call a BBL, yeah. a bad body language guy. Can you sense that and feel that when you're playing against guys, whether it's quarterbacks or others, that you know you can affect in that way? Absolutely. And I saw, you know, I played him my whole career. Then I saw him, like, he'll make a run. He'll scramble for, like, three yards, and his just shoulders would just drop. Like, God, I'm doing it all by myself. These guys mm-hmm. can't get open. The play calling is terrible. You could see it on Kyler Murray, and you could pick up on that stuff. I remember playing Lamar Jackson when he came about two, three years ago. A play happened, and he got the ball, and he just slammed it to the ground. And I went up to him. I said, hey, bro, like, you're a phenomenal quarterback, but you can't. I told him after the game, I said, you can't let us see you sweat like that. You can't let us see you sweat like that. You know, we pick up on stuff like that, even though he did beat us. But um, <laughs> just stuff like that, man. You can't let guys, you know, see you know, see you bothered, see you, ba- you know, baffled. You got to keep your composure through it all because we pick up on stuff like that. We could possibly take advantage of it. His acceleration is absurd. It's like a Ferrari. It's isn't it crazy? It's like a Ferrari, and, and and maybe he's not quite as nimble as Kyler Murray, but but just his ability, or as big as some of the you know Cam Newton or some of those guys. But it's it's Michael Vick like, isn't it? The way he accelerates, he's a cheat code. Yeah, and like from zero to one hundred, it's like it's something I've never seen before. I compare mm. him to like Percy Harvin, two of the fastest men I've ever seen on the football field, and he's just so quick. I don't know if you got a chance to watch his game last week, but he just literally like okay. I know I'm the fastest and the best player on this on this football field. And when things get bad, I'm just gonna put the the ball in my feet, essentially. Yeah. So I'm um, tough, tough opponent. Hey, by the way, I figured it out. I know who the D end is. I'm not gonna say it either. Um, initials MB. I'm not gonna say it. But there's no, <laughs> there's no question that he is a terrible hooper. You said it. So, I didn't. I know. <laughs> I just. I don't know. It's just a little spidey sense I had. Just, just trying to think of a different answer through wow. the years. And you know, you just look at him. He's sloppy. His, his shoes were sloppy. He's like, he doesn't care what he wears. Nothing's buttoned up. Yeah, there's no question that that dude couldn't couldn't hoop. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to mess with that guy in the post, though. Mm. Like, you, you want to go body that guy up? Not necessarily. I don't no, want to go body him up. No, no, no. We're talking like dribbling s- and shooting. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's no, that doesn't seem like it. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see that as being a strength. All right. KJ Wright is here, and he'll be here for the entirety of this hour, as he is every Wednesday. Uh, we're going to talk to Brandon Meebane, his buddy, uh, coming up at 8.30, so in about 20 minutes. Got a couple of questions for you first, KJ, including one uh, that I think it was Justin. Maybe it was more. One of you guys sent this over, and I love this question because we saw a little of it here over the last couple of weeks, not just in Seattle, but elsewhere, and we're trying to kind of curious how big a deal it is. So we'll okay. ask you about it next. Okay. KJ Wright is here. It's Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports on 710 ZLSports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. All right, KJ Wright is here. Every Wednesday, of course, we have KJ in the building and I will say this hour is driven by Wayscar Ford. Um, we spend, we're going to talk to Brandon Meebane here in 15 minutes. But, you know, one of the uh, one of the things that we were talking about earlier was how, what these little scuffles on the sideline indicate. You know, we mm-hmm. had one here a couple weeks ago, but they happen all over the league. I wasn't trying to point at one in particular. What does that mean? Is Are they are they problematic? Are they a sign of a deeper problem? Or are yeah. they, you know, sort of a natural thing that, that can work itself out no problem? It's a part of the game. It's um, You saw, like, the one with Robbie Anderson with his coach. 
Stuff like that cannot happen. Like, you don't go back and forth with the coach. Build up. You tell stuff like that is a problem in the mm-hmm. locker room. Then they got they got rid of him. And, you know, I've been a part of some stuff myself. You saw the, the historic one with Sherm, with Sherm just mm-hmm. blowing up on the sideline, playing the Falcons, <laughs> fighting with Kelsey McCray. Stuff like that happens. And um, it's necessary at, at the time. Like, you saw the one with Seattle. And, um, you know, you're playing bad. Guys get mad, get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Testosterone building up. Hey, you need to tighten up. And you're like, who the hell are you talking to? You like, yeah, you do your job. And they can go back and forth, back and forth. And so um, it's definitely a part of the game. But when it becomes a problem week, week in and week out to where you got to trade a player, then that's when you can't let a certain player, hmm. you know, overrule the team. You bring that up, and I can just reflect right back to that moment on the sideline. Cam was over there trying to settle him down. I, Richard had just snapped. I mean, totally just snapped and lost it. I'm, I'm curious, did Richard ever own it? Like behind the scenes, because publicly he never did. He never did wrong, right? No matter what Pete said, no matter what he ne- it was, he never busted the coverage. He never got beat. He never right. Just that cornerback mentality. Did he ever own it? Actually, behind the scenes. To this day, I don't know if he owned it, but everybody <laughs> on that football team, no Sherm. This is the concept. We practice it. You were supposed to take it. What are you upset about? This was your play to stop. <laughs> So I don't know what you're mad he's, about. He's, I mean, he's so known for his, you know, football IQ in yeah. addition to yeah, all of his physical gifts. He just he just screwed one yeah, up. Yes, it happens. It happens. And you Not know, to when, him. When, yeah, when you go with Sherm, hey Sherm, this guy is blue, right? No, no, the thing is, it's light <laughs> green. I'm like, bro, the sky looks pretty blue to me. And so, um, you know, he's a guy that you know is prideful, but on that play. Yeah, we can't we we can't ride with you on this one, man. It's, that's all you, but that's all you. All right, it's good to have KJ in. Uh, it's brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino, as we said. Brandon Mebane will join us here in a few minutes. Brock, I know you were talking through this uh, off the air, and I think it's it's a really interesting conversation about coaching style. Yeah, and it's come to light, KJ, in a big degree because you know Pete Carroll, everybody, right, on in, on Seahawk Twitter, the Smart Twelves, Amina Kimes, everybody thought you know Pete was holding Russell back. He's holding him down. You got to let him cook. You got to let him do more. And I think all the way along, whether it was KJ, whether it was Cam, whether it was Richard, you know, Pete looked at talent and said, okay, this is a unique talent and I'm going to put him in this position yeah. for success. Yeah. And he did the same with a five, 10 and a half quarterback and put him in the best position for success is, is you kind of evaluate the situation. You look at Russ now in Denver is Pete finally getting his due that it actually wasn't Pete holding him back, but it was just another case of Pete putting somebody in the best yeah. position for their talent. And here's the thing, Brock, is holding someone back a bad thing. Hmm. Maybe you could save a guy from himself. That's that's the beauty of a coach. Maybe I'm going to save you from yourself. You see this, but hey, I've been around for 50 plus years doing this thing. I know strengths. I know weaknesses. Let me save you from yourself. You want to be this? Eh, we know the formula took success, and so when we look at Coach Carroll, hindsight, you know, fast forward to where Russell is. Russell wanted to be this, you know, he's essentially in the Aaron Rodgers system. He's in the Aaron Rodgers system. And so when we look at Coach Carroll, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to surround you around a great defense. I'm going to put beast mode, in, you know, to this team, and we're going to do it this way, Russell Wilson. And, you know, Russ didn't like that. And so, fast forward, we see week seven where we are. Who's right and who was wrong? I don't know why you got to call Pete old like that. I mean, I just. Did if, I call him old? I mean, he's 50 plus years of coaching. I mean, geez. That I, is, am I spot on? I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do that, KJ, with you? You talked to us, I think, one of the first shows where you said, yeah, my first start was a middle linebacker because the heater was out and you had to play in there. And you were like, ooh, I, I mean, I did it. I was fine. Told mm-hmm. my family that I'm good. I can play in this league. Mm-hmm. 
but you were at your best in space. You were at your best, correct me if I'm wrong, a weak side linebacker. Did yeah. Pete and staff do that even in your own career? Oh, absolutely. And when you look at my, my career, uh, Brock, I, I played only on first and second down. I played only on first and second down. I remember being so mad, like, man, why are you taking me out on the field? Like, keep me out here. If I'm out here, just let me keep, just keep me out here. I'm the mic. I got the green dot. Let me be the guy. But nope, they rotated me in, kept me fresh, just eased me into playing football. Did the same thing with Bobby. Bobby, when he first came on the scene, was not a three-down linebacker. In his mind, he thought he was, and he had to earn that spot to show, hey, Bobby, okay, you're playing well. You're playing well. Okay, now we're going to hand the reins off to you in week five, week six. You know Mike Robb, right? Love Mike Robb. Yeah. I, I mean, as well liked and respected as anybody, he's certainly not a hot take guy since he's gotten on to, uh, since he's been in the media. I, I was pretty blown away by his comments. Brock, I haven't played this for you yet, but I did play it earlier today. Uh, he was talking about what's going on in Denver. Here's what he said. You know all these questions are out here about you and about this offense, and you just say, oh, we just need to execute better. Let's ride. We need to execute better. Let's ride. If you're a teammate and if you're in that locker room, you're like, dude, be human. Please yep. call somebody out. Be upset about something. Don't just act like this is just business as usual because at the end of the day, David, and, and I think this is on the horizon for this team, and I, I, don't, I hope it's not, but I think it's on the horizon. Mutiny is afoot. Yeah. The guys in that locker room are going to start to turn around and say, wow, okay, Russell got paid. He got his money. Uh, the new head coach, he's all happy. He got his money. He's all good. But what about us? So the first part was exactly what you said last yeah. week in terms of being human. And so I, I was not that surprised when I heard it. But the word mutiny, that, that's a that's a pretty powerful word. Can you describe that word for me? I mean, to me, yeah. I mean, mutiny is in, in, in history, right? When the, sh- the, the, the crew of a ship took the captain, left him on an island somewhere, and took off without him. Oh, right? I mean, that's no. mutiny, right? Like, mutiny on the bounty. See you later. Oh, we're, you're here. Yeah. We're going to elect a new captain, and somebody else is going to get us home because you've gotten us lost. Wow. And you look at the sideline. You, I just look at Melvin Gordon, and you just look like, you just look at, who is this guy? Yeah. You just look at him like, who is this guy, and who is my quarterback? And you look at the other receiver mm. um, just slamming the helmet like, this guy is tripping. Like I said, man, leave the gimmicks alone. Get mad. Like 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 Mike Rob said, just show some emotions so that you could just be connected. But you know that's brothers. hard, KJ, right? I mean, you he's know been, that's I mean, hard. It's, 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 it's 11 years. Right. His career has been what? His career has been built on being neutral. He's not an emotional running back. He's not a go hit, you know, somebody linebacker. He plays in neutral and it's been a huge part of his success for a decade in this league. Mhm. So how does a guy shift it from neutral without looking like then he's panicking and he's changing the very essence of, of what's built him to who he well, is? Well, Brock, I believe that's just growth as a man. That's growth as a human. Okay, I've been doing certain things my, a certain way, and it's, it's been working. But, hey, now it's, it's not going the way that it's been my whole life. Let me grow as a human being. Let me let my guard down. Let me be vulnerable. You know what I mean? And so yeah. um, if you've been doing a certain way and it's working fine, but if it's not working, you are potentially going to lose your locker room. And that could get very, very scary. Brandon Meebane is going to join us next. He, yes. He's uh, Look at how excited KJ is. Speaking of being vulnerable and taking a risk, look at KJ. What, what show is this for us? Fourth? Fifth? Five, I think. And he's like, Six, hey, maybe? hey, you want me to bring Brandon in? Hey, go ahead. Like, hey, <laughs> Brock and I might actually take the next half hour off and <laughs> no, let no. KJ just do the interview without <laughs> no, us. No, no, no. That would actually be pretty good. You want to do that? No, I need no, to No, we're going to get some coffee. 
What do you need? We'll go get you. You want some more uh, like Chick-fil-A coffee. like the other day? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. All right, we'll bring you some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> All right, Brandon Mubain's going to join us next with KJ Wright, which brought to you by Muckleshoot Casinos, Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports, 710, seattlesports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. All right, well, it says it's Brock and Salk, but it's about to just be straight up KJ Wright. Brock and I are going to take a half hour off and let KJ <laughs> talk to his buddy here. Before we do it, uh, let me give people a chance to win tickets. I didn't even mention this before. I Shame on me. I did not uh, promote this the way I was supposed to. I was so worried about KJ taking my job, and now I'm giving him like a whole mm-hmm. opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. But uh, Seahawks are hosting the Giants October 30th at Lumen Field. We got a little trivia question. If you want to win, you got to be the first person to answer this by calling 866-979-3776. And we'll wait about 30 seconds or so before we open up the phones to make it fair for anybody who's listening online rather than on 710. But here's the question. Brock. What did KJ say his nickname was playing basketball in high school? High school? High school. That's what they called me. It's not. What did they call KJ in high school while he was playing basketball? Mm. You think people will be able to get that? I mean, they had to listen sharply in the opening segment. Well, we're not giving this to somebody who shows up, Johnny, come lately. I mean, like, you got to listen to every word out of KJ's mouth. And if you did, then we're we're willing to offer you tickets. So 866-979-3776. Speaking of listening, okay, that's what the listeners do, KJ, and they hold us accountable. We say something stupid, uh, Textoy is going to let us know. Textoy thinking Salk's definition of mutiny, very questionable. Oh, really? Yeah, they thought your definition was more of marooning the captain. Oh, that's they, true. Yeah, mutiny, you just, threw, you just threw the captain over, Overboard. and you took over yeah, the ship. That's yeah. true. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah that's so, a maroon. That's really marooning. Yeah, yeah so that's just, a good point. What about correctness? All right, that's, that's fair. All. Thank you for correcting me. Sorry to put me. you on the spot like that, but oh, I, okay. I had no idea what the word meant. <laughs> I'm like, I can't pretend like I know what mutiny means. All right, well, let's get your buddy on the phone. Maybe you can call a friend, like in uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And we'll get uh, Brandon Mebane to join us as well. Brandon, good morning. Thanks for uh, hanging out. All right. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing? Mebane, what up, dog? What's going on, KJ? Hey, hold on, hold on. We got to give this man a proper introduction. Please do. <laughs> Let's give this man a proper int- introduction. Straight out of Crenshaw High School, third round pick, nine years with the Seahawks, four with the Chargers, Super Bowl champion. Husband and father, Brandon Mebane. There Let's put go. some respect hey, on this man. Go. There you go. There we go. You doing all right, brother? Doing good, man. I'm doing good, man. How y'all doing? Good, man. Good, man. Man, I just want to talk about this, man. When I, when you first came on the scene, I just like, right. man, who is this Brandon Mebane dude? And we played together our whole careers. And I'm telling you, something that's underrated with you that most people don't know is your football IQ. We'll be out there. Right, you'll right, be out right, there right. pointing where the ball going. Hey, KJ, KJ. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting a jet front. We're getting a jet front. Man, let us <laughs> in on your insight to how you knew where the play was going in your, in your football IQ. Uh, okay, so I got drafted out of third round out of um, Kyle, UC Berkeley. Um, man, how, okay, this is how I learned all this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. The best teacher pretty much I ever had, man, that taught me all these fundamentals was uh, Dwayne Boat. They call him Pee Wee. Yeah, he was D line coach. He was D line coach there, man. So what happened was, man, when I first came in training camp, man, I came in training camp. I was struggling because I mm-hmm. didn't know like difference between a gap, b gap, stretch runs. Mm-hmm. I didn't know none of this stuff, man. I didn't know watch film. I didn't know take note. I didn't know none of that stuff, right? 
So finally, I just kept struggling, kept struggling in training camp. And, and remember, mind you, around this time, it was the real, real two days. Mm-hmm. So we got, man, I got an unlimited amount of rep- repetitions, right? So I went to Pee Wee. I said, Pee Wee, man, I need help, man, because, you know, I ain't had no backup plan. And I, at that time, I didn't graduate. I'm about to graduate now, but that's, that's later. So I didn't graduate. I didn't have a, I didn't have another plan, yeah. like what I was going to do. And I was like, man, I need to, like, this is this is like a job. This is like a real business, man. So I need to I need to hone in on this, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I said, "Hey, Pee Wee, man, I, I need your help, man." So Pee Wee was like, "All right, man, come in." And I think we started at like six in the morning every day for two years. And Pee Wee, you know, Pee Wee is a what four or five times Super Bowl yeah, champion with the Niners, and, yeah, and was like for the Niners, and he probably was. I think he was like defensive MVP of when they played the Bengals mm-hmm. and. 88 or something like that. Yep, yep. And um, so Pee Wee, man, Pee Wee, like, was a very, very, very smart coach, man. And it was a blessing, man, because I used to always get mad that I didn't go first round. But knowing knowing what I know now, I don't win first round, for sure, just Mm -hmm. off my mentality, right, my my IQ. Yep, and and, and B-Man, when you talk about – Sorry, sorry, Coach Armie, but when you talk about how Pee Wee took you under his wings, bro, I think you already know this is about you. When I came on the scene, it was you and Big Red that taught me, hey, right. KJ, how to watch film, how to how to uh, take messages right. that was Coach Carroll was delivering and apply them throughout right. the week. Tell me, why did right. that mean so much to you to take a young guy like myself under your wings and, you know, help me, you know, t- take on an 11-year career? Because... You know, football, what people don't understand, man, whether how much you get paid or how much you guys get paid, football is the ultimate team sport, right? Yep. So the reason why we was arguably probably like one of the, the best defense in NFL history is because we all thought like that. Mm-hmm. We all had high football IQs, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that we was the most talented um, uh, group on the field and, you know, defense of, you know, like, you know, going high draft picks are super athletic, Right. It mm-hmm. wasn't that. It was that we were smart. And we only ran, what, like five defensive plays. Yep. But those five defensive plays we ran, <laughs> couldn't nobody stop nope, us. Nope. We, we, had, we, was, we executed. Um, we had we, – we, we were just on it, man. Yep. And we Connected. all thought we were just the baddest – Baddest dudes in the world. We all thought we were gangsters. <laughs> yeah. When you when you yeah. say you you it, you had to ask for help because you hadn't learned how to you know watch film and all of that, how hard is right. that to be vulnerable in that moment? I mean, you're a young player. You're just barely into the league. I'm sure you're thinking, right. you know, I've got to show everybody that I know what I'm doing and I'm trying to get playing time, etc. How hard and and maybe how important is it to be vulnerable like that? Man, you know, the first thing you got to do, man, you got to put, you got to humble yourself. And you got to put your pride to the side, right? Because even at 37 years old, I still don't know everything, right? And I'm still open to learn things, right? Even though, like, if say if I might not agree with what the person is saying, then it's like I'm open to hearing what they're saying because you never know you might learn something, mm-hmm. right? So, like I said, at that point, man, I had no other options. <laughs> um, I didn't flunk out of school, you know, thank God, because Berkeley was hard. You know, Berkeley ain't no easy school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I hear that, by the way. That's that's important. He went to Berkeley, not yeah. Cal, because I, I always hear the difference. Some guys went to Cal. Some guys went to Berkeley. What's and the difference? I'm, Well, one is a football yeah. school, and the other is an academic institution. <laughs> yeah. and, and what I'm well, hearing is that he went to Ber- well, he went to Berkeley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's interesting because a lot of people get, like, especially in Southern California, they be like, 
I went to Cal, and they'd be like, you went to what, Caltech or Cal State? <laughs> so when you say Berkeley, it's like, all right, oh, okay, that's a whole nother you know, see. Yeah. Get your respect. You know? so, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. So, now, now, yeah, me, now me bang, we, we got a big-time matchup this week. We got the Seahawks right. versus the Chargers. You played right. for the Chargers, and um, I remember right, when right. you was here in Seattle, you didn't necessarily want to leave. Can you tell us what right. led into your decision to go to the Chargers and let us in on how the culture was when you got there? Um, so when I went to the Chargers, well, so when the free agency thing happened, um, it was like a bit like strange. It was like, what? Like, dang, man, I'm actually like, in, you know, about to head to another organization. Mm-hmm. But before that, before we were, you know, doing a negotiation, pretty much what happened was, Charges off me more money, and uh, it was like you know, uh, one plus one is two, and I was like, shoot, yeah. you know, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go, <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go, man, I gotta yeah. go get it, and mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to stay in Seattle. Um, what I loved about the Chargers, man, um, the Chargers are are very, very good people, man. Like the owners, the Spanos, all they good people, man. They come up to you, talk to you. Uh, when I was going through my situation in 2018 with my daughter mm-hmm. uh, in Nebraska, my family was in Nebraska, and I was home by myself. Um, the Spanos let me have their their private jet, and wow. they let me use it to yeah. fly to uh, to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, because it was no, it was it, during that time it was an emergency surgery, and it was no, um, it was you know, no flights available that I can get on a plane like right away and mm-hmm. get there. But, you know, they had, they got them, they got them jets, man. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, they didn't hesitate, man. They gave it to me right away. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and it, you know, what, no, go ahead. No, you got it. You got it. No, what, what was interesting, the organizations are, you know, definitely different. Um, the Chargers, um, they're getting a whole nother new facility in uh, El Segundo by, by the Lakers. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see it, man. I, you know, I think the charges is on a, is on the come up. Um, you know, the relocation from moving from San Diego to Irvine. You know, it was just they were just trying to figure out the landscape on where to build a facility, where to do this, do that. So. And, you know, and, it's definitely going to help them, too. Yeah, and so when you got there, me, Bane, and, you know, you do from coming from Seattle, how would the Chargers perceive the Seahawks? Would they say, man, you dudes was tough, like you dudes and got weak over the years? What, what would they say about Seattle? Uh, okay, so I remember, man, so you you talking about what was the team saying about us? Yeah, what would the Chargers say about Seattle, yeah. So I remember when we played them after our first Super Bowl, right, and we played them in, a, in, a, in our in that preseason. Uh-huh. And, man, they told me this, man. They said, man, because when they came up to Seattle, we knew we had to play them twice. And we punished them in that in that, in that, on an, uh, at preseason game. Uh-huh. And so they they was all panicking, all sad. And they literally, they said they went outside as a defense and literally dug up a hole and buried the tape and said, we ain't going to do it again. Really? Because so, when they – yeah, when they came, what I didn't realize how so many people like they was like they were scared of us, man. Like how we played the game mm-hmm. and how hard they played the game. I didn't know that because I was in Seattle the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, I told them the horror story that happened when we played them. I was like, bro, like it was 130 degrees on the field, bro. Like yeah. the AC didn't work. We was in they was in all white uniforms mm-hmm. and it was like. Super duper hot, man. It was dropping like flies. It was awful. Dropping like flies. Awful that day. Our bus broke down. We ran out of IV bags. (laughs) The 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 water in the in the um in our locker room 
when we ran the water, dirt came out. It was just, it was just the worst, <laughs> worst scenario. All, like it was bad, man. And yep. they they caught they caught us they caught us on that on that day, man. But they was always saying, man, you know, everybody always say, man, like they all thought we was very good and they respect us, crazy man. And yep. um, what we did was very special. Hey, uh, Bam Bam, I got to just fit one question in here because this is ama- amazing. The KJ Me Bain Show uh, brought to you by Brock and Saul here. I'm just curious. We've heard from so many, Brandon, so many teammates of your era, and KJ's let us in in terrific ways the last couple weeks. But as you watch your old teammate Russell Wilson right now, right, a decade here in right. Seattle on his way to the Hall right. of Fame, the success, everything else, and he is in a valley right now, um, both right. in the in the region and even nationally. Is you take right. in all of this Russell Wilson, what's your what's your feel and, and approach and take to it? Uh my my thing is this with with Russell. Russell is a good player and we can all go back to when I said football is the ultimate team sport. Like what a lot of people like I understand is this, right? We all were like excellent because of each other. Mm-hmm. Russell was excellent, he's still excellent because of, you know, of what we all contribute to each other. It's the ultimate team sport. I think Russell is in a situation right now. He's in a new organization. It's a new play caller. Um, they having like real issues with like their communication. Guys dropping the ball. Sometimes they're not good passes. And my thing is this: I think they put him in a bad situation when they run empty personnel. And I'm gonna tell you why they put him in a bad situation when they run empty personnel. I don't think his O line is, is is not. Well, I'm gonna say this: any O line in the NFL, if you're in third and fifteen and you run empty, mm-hmm. right? Third and fifteen, you run empty. So think about this, right? You need fifteen yards to get a first down, right? So how many people you got protecting your quarterback when you need fifteen yards? You got five, uh, right? Yeah. So if I bring a five yard and you're rushing four, so if I bring a linebacker and let's say like a, a nickel or corner, right? Then you got five, six guys rushing in, in his face like that, right? Yeah. So in that point right there, I think empty personnel is probably like the worst personnel in football, right? I think passing a ball to me is probably like one of the worst. I think people overpass for, for you know, mm-hmm. this period. Mm-hmm. And I think Russell is getting put in a situation to where they want him to throw so many times during the game to where that's not really Russell's game. Russell game, Russell, his best games, he can give you, what, 230 yards or probably 200 yards, right? And the rest be running the ball, right? Russell is one of those quarterbacks to where, or any quarterback, you don't really need to throw 400 yards to win a game. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You don't. You know, like, when they say the best, the, okay, if you, I got a, I got an example for y'all. Look at the, the, t- the team that's winning right now. Nobody thought the Vikings was going to be what five and one, four and one. Nobody thought the Giants was going to be like that. Nobody thought the Jets was going to be like that. Yep. What all those teams have in common? They run the ball. Uh-huh. Are all those quarterbacks better than Russell Wilson? Absolutely not. Yep. Put the Absolutely put the Eagles not. on that list too. Same yep. thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. I haven't really lost the Eagles. I don't know if they really run the ball like that. I don't, Sanders, I don't Sanders killing right now. Yeah, Sanders, Sanders is running. Sanders and obviously, right Hurts can run. Yeah, they're doing the same thing. Which, well, there you go. Run the ball. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like people, people forget in football, man. It's not all about numbers. And in football, everybody's not going to get numbers. Numbers is more so to me. Analytics is more for baseball because baseball is the, the sport to where 
you're going to get one-on-one pitcher and batter, and that's when your most of your analytics come on, on-base percentages, slugging percentages, and all those percentages they use. But in football, everybody's not going to get stats. Just, to, just because yeah. you don't get stats don't mean you're not a good player. Mm-hmm. It's all about what that guy has contributed to on the field to help K.J. make that tackle, you know? Yep. yep. So, hey, hey. Rook, Go ahead, Fifth. No, go ahead. no, no. I, I, we no, had. Saying, yeah, go ahead, man. No, Russell is in a position. Russell is trying to prove to everybody that he still can play, which is normal, mm-hmm. and that he's justified on them paying him two hundred and whatever many million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the end of the day, right? If you win the game nine to seven every time, nobody we talking about how bad he's playing because he's winning. Yep. It don't matter as long as you win. Yep. You, you see what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. It don't, them 234 yards of passing don't mean nothing. Yep. You don't get that W, what they say, if you don't get that W, bro, we all get fired. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, me, bang, before we let you go, I want to get your insight real quick. You play with a dog and Keenan Allen. Mm. He's facing the reigning um, NFC Defensive Player of the Week in Tariq Woolen. Give, give us your insight real quick, man. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this, man. Is that so? That guy, he's a rookie that you're talking about from Seattle, right? The corner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is my thing. Like, okay, you know, rookies have they, you know, they thing of, you know, they they had a little, they had a stretch of, of, you know, doing a thing and making plays, right? But I can't really give. I'm sorry though, man. I, and I ain't hating on the young dude. I'll be <laughs> probably gonna be a good, yeah, a great corner in the, in the future. But I can't give a young guy the best corner in the league, right, right away. And I'm going to tell you why I can't, right? Because in the NFL, I say after your fourth season, you will play every team in the NFL. You've seen every top receiver. You've played every offense. You've seen every quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I say once that fourth year comes and you're still doing your thing, then I can crown a person and be like, all right, boom, he is the best right yeah. there like that, okay? So I can't really give him that yet. Do I think he's playing good? Yeah, of course. So right? so for this you know. matchup versus Keenan Allen, what you thinking? Oh, I, if Keenan's healthy, I mean, I tell that young boy, man, you better be careful because you, you about to see something you ain't never seen before, bro. Mm. That dude run, that dude run crispy, 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 crispy rock. <laughs> and, and oh, just, my God. just to make sure we're all clear, not only is he a charger, he Went to where? Where did he go to school? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He went to Berkeley. <laughs> He's not a cow guy either. He's a Berkeley guy. Hey, hey, this is fun. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. KJ was excited to get you on. Yeah. He's been talking about this thank for you, a few man. weeks. So thanks for, uh, thanks for helping out for a little bit. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Anytime. Appreciate you, bro. There you go. There's Brandon Meebane, uh, kind enough to take a few minutes and join us here on the uh, KJ Wright Show, which is brought to you by <laughs> Muckleshoot Casino. Brock, I mean, Brock that's... We got 20 minutes off. I mean, KJ, <laughs> KJ, why are you interrupting the man? Seriously. Okay? This is radio. Let let the man yeah. speak. <laughs> I can't believe that's the same guy we interviewed all those years ago, Brock, who didn't say seven words in 10 minutes. I know, I know. That's on me. I, 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 I wanted so much. You know how y'all write so much for me that you want to get to? Yeah, I got uh-huh. so much I didn't get to. Oh, yeah. Yep. Dang, okay, I'm learning. This is my first one. That's my first one. I'm learning. I'm like, man, you, you t- I got to get to this. Hey, uh, who is it? Uh, Jefferson, Quentin Jefferson said that Tariq Woolen's going to wear a, a Hall of Fame jacket one day. Is it a little early for that, or, or are we on the Hall of Fame train with Tariq Woolen? I'm never a fan of giving rookies mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of praise. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm never a fan of that. Don't let it go to their head. Come on, man. 
How many he, picks? How many picks in your eleven year career, KJ? He probably got me beat. He's got four. <laughs> how many do you have? Uh, you had six. You had six. At six? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you had six. He's not there yet. This Don't man, crown him yet. No. But he's matching he, Sherm's rookie year. Is that yeah. right? Sherm also Sherm had four, four as rookie year. He has time. Give him time. You like what then, he's then, doing you add, then you add the off season. I'm, I'm gonna give you guys insight to my rookie off season later. <laughs> Not today, but we gonna tap into my okay. rookie off season. Let's save that for next Wednesday, man. Next Wednesday, uh, I got you. You know, <laughs> you you know the challenge with Tariq now, though. He's starting to get known. You're the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. You've taken the ball away four times. You blocked a kick. You recovered two fumbles. You know what happens. You can ask Richard. Richard had that year. He got four, and I think he got eight. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? They're like, yeah, I'm not throwing against him. Yep. I'll th- you know, Aaron Rodgers, I'm not even looking. I'm not even throw his way one time. Yep. So hopefully that's where he can get to because this league's mm-hmm. starting to figure out this dude's a ball hawk. Yep, yep, yep. And then when that does happen, like when they don't start throwing to your side, you can't get comfortable. You can't get too bored. You can't yep. stop watching film. Like, oh, they ain't going to mess with me this week because you can get exposed at any point in this league. Hey, when you see guys who are good at taking the ball away in games, are they generally the same people that are good at taking the ball away in practice? Or, or did you run away? Did, were there guys who were so good at, at in practice, and then you get on the game, and be like, "Man, how come you don't have any picks? All you do is take the ball away in practice." No, no, no. Let me tell you, the practice king was a guy by the name of Deshaun Shad, and this man Co- coaching and, now for the yes, Seahawks and walk through and practice and jog through any ball that came his way, boom, get it out of my vicinity, get out of my vicinity, and you look at him on tape, mm. strong hands, late finishes. Shad was the epitome of plan how you practice and I, I was at practice and um during training camp and he said the same thing he was like hey i know it's walkthrough but we don't let them catch the ball on us this is your period this is your period and i'm so thankful that deshaun shed is in that db room because he is grooming that young man <laughs> Tariq Woolen. and so i'm looking forward to shed being the head defense he might have so. a cooler getting engaged story than you do Right, when you had the Boeing, didn't he get engaged the 50-yard line after the Seahawks won? I was won? there, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. I had the Beyonce playing in the background. <laughs> that, was, that was cool. That hey, was did, cool. We, did we have a winner? Did somebody remember the nickname of KJ, we by have the way? A thousand texts. We, we got Andrew in Seattle. Nice. Congratulations. The elevator. Knew, knew the answer, yeah. yeah. The, the elevator. Congrats, congrats. All right. Hey, thank you. It was a good hour. <laughs> Who, what other friends are we going to get in at some point? We, do we have other friends of KJ that want to join the show? We got... um. Who we got next week? The Giants? Yeah. Anybody play for the Giants? I don't think. Well, Golden Tate used to. Golden was very active this I can, week. I can Golden, ask, Golden had a lot to say this week. I can ask Golden. All right. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. to Golden. But Tate. I don't know if I want to like, start bothering guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. And as, as you That's notice, KJ. In the media. You're very right. annoying. <laughs> and, and, and I think you've noticed in these hours, they go fast. Like, I you don't know. want to guess. Right. We want you. Right. That's all, right. no, all good. We can get my boys on. <laughs> All right. Bring my boys on. There is KJ. If you missed even a second of this, make sure you go uh, download it at seattlesports.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the whole thing. Go subscribe, and it'll come right to your phone. KJ, have a great week, man. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Same Enjoyed time. It. Thank All you, right. guys. Wednesday at 8 o'clock next week. Uh, Brock, we got some mean tweets. People are oh. taking shots at you. What you have? Oh. Utah, Meanest USC? of the season. Meanest of the season. Is it the Utah fans or the Trojan fans? to get KJ to read some, but he's too nice. Uh, yeah. it, Utah no, fans was, or Trojan fans? Uh, all Utah fans. They're so mean. So mad at me. That was a good game you was at. Can't wait. That's next. It's Brock and Salk and KJ Wright. Seattle Sports on 710.